We celebrate the power of the cross, but we also look at and celebrate the glory and the resurrection this morning. For he is risen. Yes. Father in heaven, we uh, thank you for your great mercies to us. We thank you, Lord, for the indescribable, inexpressible, unspeakable gift. Lord, we thank you for the voices that were raised in praise and thanksgiving this morning. And may uh, we as your people uh, worship you and give thanks for that great sacrifice for Jesus Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example to follow in his steps. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And yet, while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, Jesus suffered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to you who judges justly. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds... We were healed. Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. And he appeared to more than 500 people in a resurrected physical human body. The Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. And he spoke the world into existence. He took upon himself human flesh and dwelt among us. And he has conquered death in the grave through his physical bodily resurrection. Our Lord and our God, we worship you this morning. And we give to you all praise and thanksgiving. You are our Lord, our God, and our salvation. And it's in Jesus' name we come this morning. And we pray this morning. Amen. We're so glad that you could be here with us. We filled the place up here this morning, uh, did we not? And uh, we uh, look forward to that celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the previews of uh, future glory uh, in Christ's resurrection because he's the first fruit of the resurrection. And we... Uh, this morning I want to address to you uh, what it means for there to be a, a preview of future glory. There's a, a preview of future glory when Christ was resurrected from the grave. Uh, a display, a de declaration that there's power over death in the grave. Now in Comfort, Texas, there's a, an, a cryogenics uh, facility uh, where mankind is stretching and reaching out for uh, immortality. Uh, but what Christ has already provided is given to us, and his proof is that he was raised from the grave and that he appeared to us. And so we worship the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, and we give thanks for God's great mercies, for he made he who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf, 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. His righteousness has been given to us in place of our sin that was given to him. And so we stand as God's people righteous this morning and in celebration of what the resurrection means and the glory of the resurrection. So let's think for just a moment of the promise of the redemption of our bodies. Here's what Jesus Christ said. Catch his words. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. That's the word of our Lord Jesus who conquered death in a grave, who's resurrected from the grave in a physical human body. And his word is good. His word is good to you and his word is good to me. And I want to thank you for gathering this morning to celebrate what Christ has accomplished and to worship him. We boast in the glory of who Jesus Christ is. He's the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the Prince of peace. He's the first fruits of the resurrection. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me will live even if he dies. And we rejoice and celebrate this morning. We boast in the glory of Jesus Christ, that Lord of lords and King of kings. We boast for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and all things hold together by Him. That's the Lord Jesus. That's who came. That's who take, took upon Himself flesh. The Scripture tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That Word became flesh. That Word that created all things. That Word through whom all things exist took upon Himself the flesh of the offspring of the person of David as declared to us in Scripture, as revealed to us in accordance with God's Word. So, This morning I'd like to think for a few minutes about what a preview of a coming attraction is. Now some of you, I don't mean this tritely, uh, but back in the 70s there would be previews of coming attractions. And uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is the first fruit of the resurrection. He is a, a display of that which is to come, a preview of the coming future glory. It's just, it's It's unfathomable to think that God has done such a a tremendous and great thing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But it's just the foretaste of the glory that he has accomplished on the cross and through the cross of Calvary to that glory that God has given. Uh, The scripture says that, that we're to have this attitude in ourselves That was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, thought it not 
a thing to be grasped or held on to, but he took upon himself the form of a servant. He humbled himself, and being in the form of a bondservant, he came being made in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the cross to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess of things in heaven and of things on earth and of things under the earth. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. Thank you for being here this morning to confess, to profess to the Lord God, to corporately worship together and give praise to the Lord God, to give glory to Jesus Christ to whom it belongs, the first fruit of the resurrection. He's just a preview because his promise, you just heard his word, that... I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, yet will he live. That's our promise. That's the, the, the thing that we, this morning, are declaring. Declaring to the world. Declaring our belief, our trust in the integrity of the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. To trust that he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf. That we might be made righteousness in God. That though we were separated by our sins, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the scripture tells us that the wages of that sin is death. And there was separation and there was no way back. There was no way back except for the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross of Calvary. There he went for you and for me. Now this person, this word that created all things, he knew you. He knew you personally. He he knows everything about you. He knows every stinking sin and every facet of, of how God created you and made you to be. And God's intention is for you to be here and now in Jesus Christ. He has purpose for you. And His purpose is not only life and eternal life here, but the glory of the resurrection the glory of what the first fruits of the resurrection of Jesus Christ means to God and to us as his people. We rejoice this morning and we sing praises to God. And I just want to thank the praise team and for Pastor Hager. He, he labored with, with, uh, with music and, and making arrangements for these, this wonderful music that we had this morning. And, and these guys rehearsed some uh, long hours, and what a, what a joy it is to sing praise to God and to give thanks to Him and, and to do it in such a manner. We're so grateful for your service, and uh, we have, have given a preview this morning in the act of worship, a preview of that which is to come. And every act of faith in God's spoken word expresses eternal life and as a preview of our, our future glory uh, to our loved ones and to all the world, we're proclaiming that Jesus Christ is risen. Yeah, let, let's do it one more time. Jesus Christ is risen.
All right, that sounds like someone rose from the grave. So maybe we did out of the pews as well. So every time and, uh, that we against hope believe in hope, we testify that God's word is true, that his miracles break all the odds, all the rules and all the laws. That's what Christ has done. He has power over death. He has power over the grave. He has power over the dirty, rotten sins that you and I have committed. For those wages of that sin was death. And as surely as Jesus Christ went to the grave, that's all that we had before us, except for His gracious and merciful and sacrificial work of love for you. And that's worth celebrating. It's worth being here this morning. It's worth joining us online. It's worth worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ and expressing our thanksgiving to Him. So what is a preview of coming attractions? A preview of a coming attraction is the advertisement for a new movie that tries to make people interested in seeing it. So that's what we do. That's what we're here for. We're declaring that something good is coming, that something has, has happened that will happen, and that it's worth seeing, it's worth being a part of, it's worth coming to faith in Jesus Christ, that you might know the promise that He has given. For He is the resurrection, and He is the life, and He that dies, yet He will live because of Jesus Christ and for that expression of faith in Him and in His work. Do you believe? Do you hold? And God, as God's people, we, we worship and we, we offer up the preview of our testimony that Christ is risen indeed and that we are here for that very reason and that very celebration. Christ's resurrection is a preview of our future glory. That's what he told us. That's what he has said. Do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? He spoke to Mary there uh, at Lazarus' death. And notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 23, the scripture says, But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. After that, those who are Christ at his coming. Brothers and sisters, you're the, you're, the, you're the bride of Jesus Christ. He purchased you with His own blood. He's bought you from your sin, from the, the penalty of your sin. And he, he paid the ultimate price on the cross of Calvary. And Christ, as the first fruits of that resurrection and that power over death, it's after Him there are those that are Christ at His coming. Christ has conquered death in the grave and He's worthy of all honor that we can give Him. And He is worthy of the celebration of praise that we offer up this morning. He's worthy of that thanksgiving. Worthy, the Scripture says, is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. To Him who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. Isn't that awesome? 
Okay, think about it. Think about what this means. That Christ on the throne, our advocate who's before the Father, He's there at the right hand of the Father now making intercession for your sins and my sins. That one who is there, He said, He spoke to His disciples, Go, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them all things that I have commanded you. That's what He commissioned us to. It's a commission that He gave to you and to me as a preview of the glory that is to come, of His dominion, of His reign and His rule. All authority has been given to Him in heaven and on earth. Right here, right now. Jesus Christ has sent you. He sent us out as His people to declare as a preview of the the coming glory what God has done. And by faith we proclaim these things. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and honor and riches and wisdom and might and glory and blessing and praise. All of it belongs to Him. For He created all things and all things came through Him and for Him and to, and to Him. There's a cyclical thing. We offer it back to the Lord Jesus as His people. We give praise to our Lord and God. Secondly, there's an act of faith. And that act of faith is a preview of the coming attraction, of the coming future glory that Christ has proclaimed. The dominion, the honor, the power, the righteousness, the glory that's found in Christ. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Romans chapter 4, it says that Abraham against hope believed in hope. He's the father of you and me. And the father of us against hope believed in hope. It's the assurance of the things that God spoke to him through the covenant, the Abrahamic covenant. And we're here as a witness and testimony today of that preview of God's grace in the covenant of Abraham that he spoke in regard to the coming glories of the Lord Jesus Christ who would come and suffer and then be raised again to rule and to reign. He's worthy of our obedience. He's worthy of our uh, loyalty. He's worthy of our praise and thanksgiving. In confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It's a wonderful thing. Faith. Because it's the expression. Think of it. It's your expression of your confidence in the integrity of the word that Jesus Christ spoke. When he said, I'm the resurrection and the life, and when he said that I I come to, to give to you eternal life and to raise you up on the last day, is his word good? Do you have confidence in something that's not seen? Do you have hope that's un, that's uh, not seen? Uh, yes, we proclaim that as God's people. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And as certainly as we stand here this morning because of the word that God spoke to Abraham so many years ago as the children of Abraham through the covenant that God made with him, that promise that was given to him, and he believed in hope against hope in what God said, did it come true? 
Uh, is it true what God said to Abraham? And what d- God did through Jesus Christ, through the seed of Abraham. God has done great and mighty things and we worship Him this morning and give praise and thanksgiving. I want to give you an example of that faith that we're talking about, a preview of coming attractions. I, I just uh, uh, thought of this. Uh, this is uh, the war with King Jehoshaphat and uh, Brother Pastor Hager back there is uh, shaking his head. He remembers this scene. Uh, this is um, this is at Engedi, the spring of Engedi. The the canyon is uh, the canyon of uh, Nahal David, uh, and it's it's where many events in Scripture took place. But right behind me. There and and we were speaking, we were addressing this this war with Jehoshaphat as it took place in Scripture, and what, behind me is is the ascent of Ziz, and it's uh, an entrance into the Holy Land. It's an entrance that has a direct road that goes up through the wilderness and straight to Jerusalem. And so uh, it came about in. King Jehoshaphat's day, he was one of the offspring of King David, that after uh, this, the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon, together with some of the Menuhites, which were Edomites, and you remember the Edomites are those offspring of Esau, the Moabites and the Ammonites were the offspring of Lot, and they were now, they had become tribes, uh, and from tribes they became nations, and they were great nations at this time, and their armies we're gathered together and gathering together uh, with uh, King Jehoshaphat, against King Jehoshaphat. Now, I don't know if, I hope you can see uh, this uh, map of Israel, but you're, you're looking at the big word there is the Transjordanian, that's the Transjordanian area that's on the other side of Jordan. And that's where these tribes settled, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the the Minuanites, um, and and these these tribes gathered together, um, and uh, here we have uh, where they're located on the map. Can you see that? Uh, okay, that's good. All right, here's uh, the Moabites, and then up here we have the Ammonites, and this is on the other side of the Jordan there, on the other side of the Dead Sea, and down below here are the Edomites. And these uh, armies gathered together and came to that spot on your map there, if you can see uh, that. That's where they gathered, and they were, they were uh, doing a sneak attack upon Israel. Uh, but Israel had gotten wind of it, and they, they were, were praying and crying out to God because these were the armies of three nations. They had no... Their, their chances of, of, of defense against this coalition, these allies and these armies, was nothing. And they acknowledged it. And so they gathered together and cried out to God. And they cried for God to save them. And so God told them, tomorrow go down against them. And behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the 
the wilderness of Yerul. And so here the armies were gathered. And this is the, this is the uh, topography of the place at Ben Gedi. Uh, en Gedi in the, in the canyon there of Nahal David uh, is a spring, uh, and that familiar spring where David uh, drank in the psalm, uh, As the Deer Pants for the Water, you remember those. And also there are many caves in that canyon. Um, but the tribes were, the armies were gathered here at En Gedi, and they were going to ascend up uh, this uh, um, ascent of Z's, uh, and here's a better picture of it. The ascent of Z's is here, and they were these armies were going to travel up. Now, I think there, there probably there was a lot of erosion that took place there, um, because uh, but you still there are still groups that that hike the ascent of Z's and go up into the wilderness area. It's a pretty pretty cool thing. And here is <clears throat> the spring of En Gedi and some of the falls. There are many falls that run through the canyon, uh, but you can see these big rocks, and I think those rocks uh, fell out, and uh, you can see that, that there's some disturbances there uh, that took place, and there's me and my sweetie. So you know, we, we had a, a glorious time, and it's really beautiful there in the spring area and, of course, a place where these armies could get plenty of water. Um, and here's uh, like a picture of the cave. You'll remember that, that David, uh, uh, he cut the, the robe of King Saul in one of these caves as Saul was, was going after him. So this is the area, uh, and this is, one of, again, one of the beautiful falls, and that was our group there uh, gathering around that refreshing area. Uh, so... <laughs> and this was God's word to Jehoshaphat and to the people of Israel. That's interesting that, that when, uh, when Jehoshaphat prayed, he, he rehearsed the covenant that God had made with Israel, and he rehearsed the history. It's interesting, and I, I encourage you to go and read Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. Because in that, that chapter, it teaches a lot of things about how to pray. And uh, Jehoshaphat, he rehearsed events that took place with the nation of Israel. When they came into the promised land, they did not go and, and take anything from the Moabites, the Ammonites, or, or from the Edomites. Because God had given them that land, and they were not permitted to, uh, to attack them or to, to take anything from them. And so when they crossed through, um, uh, and, and Jehoshaphat, he rehearses this to God as if God didn't know. Um, but we learn a lot about, about praying and crying out to God because Jehoshaphat really reasons with God. And as he's reasoning with God and, and calling on God to help them against this indomitable force, uh, God answers him. And he says this, You need not fight this battle. Station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out and face them, for the Lord is with you. Isn't that awesome? It's just a word. 
It came through the prophet. Jehoshaphat heard it. The people heard the prophet. And what did they do? They, they believed God. You need not fight this battle. So what does faith do? And what is a preview of coming glory that we might look at here? Was it not that Jehoshaphat ordered the people? He got the priest. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire. And as they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. And so here they, they went. Uh, they took all of their people. And these priests went out before them. And in faith, they went out singing and praising God and giving thanks to God. That is a preview of coming glory. They didn't see anything. They didn't know any of what God had told them. They simply believed God's word. And then it says, And when they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were completely routed. They were routed in such a way. So here we see the battle that takes place. Uh, Here uh, the, the tribes moved up, and they began to attack one another. So who knows what happened? Israelites didn't know what happened. They simply were over there praising God and marching toward uh, them from from Jerusalem. And you can see the blue line there. That's where they would have come through the wilderness. And they would have met them there with priests and singers and instruments out front and nothing else. And there God routed uh, them and they came upon dead bodies. The ambush was complete. The scripture tells us that For three days they hauled the loot into the valley of Baraka and celebrated there with great joy and praise in what God had done. So, But the point that I would make and the point of faith, the point of believing God's word and believing in the integrity of God and expressing that faith is the the evidence of things not seen and the assurance of things that, that are hoped for you got faith and you've got hope in the, in the Word of God as being true, even when it's against the laws of nature, even when the odds are not what they should be, even when everything is against you, uh, you can know that God's Word is true, and that's why His promises are true. So the Scripture tells us that God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given to us great and precious promises whereby we're made partakers of the divine nature and we've escaped the corruption and the lust of sin and death through Jesus Christ. God has miraculously done these things against nature, against our nature, against all of these things. And the expression of it is that the act of faith And the act of faith is marching to where God calls us and to what he would have us to do. And we can begin to sing and praise God and we worship this morning and give thanks to God for what the great and mighty things that he has done and have been done in Christ Jesus. So the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. It's the law of sin and death 
We're to overcome our fears. We're to overcome our failures. We're to overcome all of these things with faith in the Word and the promises of God. And the promises of God are true. They're real, just as real as Christ's resurrection was. And the promise of that future glory that we have with Him, that even though you die, yet you will live. I still, and it's marked in my heart that uh, the, the terrorists uh, that were martyring believers off the coast of Africa, and as they were taking them there, uh, he made the statement, who's going to deliver you now? Uh, and they were being taken to be executed, but he did not know that Jesus Christ has said, though he dies, yet he will live. And the answer to that question was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And the scripture says that when Jesus Christ returns, that we will uh, appear with him and that we will be like him. So we look forward to that glory of the first fruits of the resurrection that it gives to us and the hope that we have is that there's life after this, after death. That death is just the crossing or the passing through to that eternal life and that time when God will raise us up in Christ Jesus and conquer death in the grave. The spirit of him who raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in God's people. He dwells within you. And that spirit who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to you. He will give life to your mortal bodies. He will work in and through you his power over sin uh, through his spirit that dwells in you. The same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. It is the power of God, the power of his salvation that we know the, the power over the penalty of our sin. And it's the power over our sin that is, is uh, that, uh, um, that enchains us uh, from the righteousness of God. And we're to live as those, as a preview of the coming glory of that resurrected body in Christ Jesus. When this body of sin and death will be done away with, and the perishable will become imperishable, and this mortal body will become immortal, eternal. That's the promise that Jesus Christ made to us. And so Jesus said, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise Him up on the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Behold, I tell you a mystery this morning. We shall not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, where the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed For the perishable must put on imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on imperishable, and when this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? 
And O grave, where is your sting? So Jesus Christ is our resurrection. Do you believe this? Do you hold His Word in your heart? And has it taken that transforming power that God, Almighty God Himself, has worked in and through His people? The promise of the redemption of our bodies is given by Jesus Christ. And the big question for everyone this morning, this day, and this time is, is His Word true? Is He faithful? And the Scripture says, this Word is faithful and true. And is the integrity of Jesus Christ enough for you uh, to take up your instruments, to take up the song in, in your mouth and your voice and proclaim by faith that which God has done in Jesus Christ? The promise of the redemption of our bodies. The scripture says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him, and though you do not see Him now, but believe in Him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Do you know that joy this morning? Do you know the grace that has been given to you in Christ Jesus? Do you know the glory, the resurrection of Christ and the truth of His Word? It is faithful and true. Therefore, my beloved brethren, and I speak this word to you as the Apostle Paul spoke to the Corinthians, uh, we thank God, thanks be to God, who gives us the victory that is in our Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Don't know what things you may be facing this week, but I do know this, that the Lord Jesus Christ and the, the power of His indwelling Spirit is sufficient for taking you through those things. God is the God of our salvation, and our trust, our hope is in Him. And so we give thanks and praise to Almighty God. And we rejoice this day in His glorious goodness and loving kindness. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we know uh, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and the perishable does not inherit the imperishable. And we embrace the mystery uh, that You have spoken in Your Word and You have given to us that we will not all sleep, we'll not all die, but we will all be changed in the moment and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable will put on imperishable and this mortal will put on immortality. But death is swallowed up in victory. You know, death, where is your sting? Hades, where is your victory? 
O Lord, all praise and thanks goes to You who gives to us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Almighty God, quicken our mortal bodies now by the power of Your indwelling Holy Spirit, that same Spirit that raised up our Lord Jesus from the dead. May He empower us to be steadfast and immovable and always abounding in the work that You've given to us to do. Always quick to hear and obey Your will, knowing that our toil and our service is not in vain. May we find the strength to serve You, to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. May we find the strength to go. May we find the strength to make disciples. May we find the strength to baptize them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May we find the strength to teach them all things that You have commanded us. May we be obedient to the Word, for it is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the dividing asunder of our soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and it discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God, You know all things about us. There's nothing hidden from You. All of the dirt, all of the grime, all of the sin, and yet You've loved us with a great and mighty love, and we give thanks to You and praise You for all that You have done. It is in the glorious and all-powerful name of Jesus that we pray this morning. Amen.